Thank you guys for that. And be sure to encourage those young men as they sing. Uh, I wish I something that when I was a teenager that I'd had uh, a little more opportunity to do or had taken a little more opportunity to do. And one of the things you can do for them is encourage them every time they do that, uh, that it was good and the Lord blessed. All right. Uh, tonight is a night we're looking forward to celebrating the ministry of the Matthews family. And we're going to do that here uh, in a little while, okay? But we've got some important business to take care of first, and that's the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? That's the most important thing we've got to do here. And uh, I told Brother John, I said, we're going to do all the emotional stuff at the end. Uh, it's hard to preach when you're really emotional. And uh, Brother John and I kind of have the same uh, heart in the way that uh, we get emotional real quick. And so if, unless you've ever preached one of these services, which I'm assuming most of you probably haven't, um, you just don't know, okay? So what you can do is smile, okay? Uh, I know I usually take to do that for me, but you can smile. It makes it go by a lot easier. Uh, encourage Brother Matthews in the preaching because we're going to hear from God tonight, hear from his word. And then after that, I'll give you a little order of the service. We have a special baptism tonight. Brother Johnson gets to do a baptism. So he's going to preach, run to a baptism, and then we're going to sing a little bit. Uh, and then after he gets uh, dried off and back down here, then we're going to give them some gifts, uh, have some time to celebrate their ministry, and then have a receiving line for them as well. So get comfy tonight, and let's welcome Brother Matthews to the pulpit here at Central. Amen. Thank you. Definitely one of those bittersweet moments. And uh, I've I found that if I don't look at you, I won't be as emotional. And so I'll just keep my nose and eyes this way, or I'll look at the back, and, and uh, I, I don't feel like I'm nervous. It's just one of those uh, just emotional type states where, you know, your heart gets knit, and I know if I start talking about it, I'm going to lose it. And I, all afternoon, I'm like, I don't want to lose it, don't want to lose it, don't want to lose it. Um, but uh, uh, your heart gets knit to the young people, knit to the, uh, the kids, and uh, man, it's one of the hardest things to do is uh, to, to walk away from a ministry. And uh, if you have your Bibles... And just keep talking there. Just uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to start there. Somebody asked me a, a week ago or a few days ago, and uh, evangelistically speaking, yesterday. Uh, it could have been any time. But uh, um, what have you learned while you were here at Central Baptist? What have you learned? And um, I'm hoping that uh, I can share with you something that I've learned, uh, even in ministry. Uh, one thing that I've learned is uh, we've gone along and uh, working with young people for the many years that we have. And First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1, we'll start there. Uh, verse 1, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or as a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though goods to feed the uh, poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind, charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself and is puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seemeth not her own, is not easily provoked, thinking no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, bearing all things, believeth all things, hope in all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail, 
whether they be tongues, they shall cease, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we now, uh, know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now you think that's the verse that I've learned in the uh, 24 years of ministry, that as soon as I become a man, I put away these childish things, but it's not. We're going to keep going. Thank you for laughing. It makes me not so nervous there. Thank you. For now, we though through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. I remember uh, working for Brother Buchanan, and he preached a, a message, or he preached out of this chapter a couple of times, and uh, he would have us read the chapter, and instead of saying charity, he would, we'd have to say uh, love in there. And I, I can't help but think of that first verse there. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity or have not love, I am become as sounding brass or as a tinkling cymbal. I can't help but think of, of the young people and being able to speak to young people for many years and invest in the lives of young people. And I don't consider myself to be a great youth speaker and uh, the great uh, youth pastor per se or whatever. I've heard a lot of other men that were youth pastors and speak and preach. I'm thinking, man, they are awesome. They do a great job. But I feel like I've tried to learn to love them. To love them. When you think of something uh, lost, and uh, so the title of my message is The Lost Art. The Lost Art of Loving People. The Lost Art of Loving People. When you think of something lost, you can think of a couple stories in the Bible. One, the parable of the lost coin. We see that in Luke chapter 15, 8, 9, and 10. The lost coin, and they looked for it until they found it. The parable of the lost sheep in Luke 15, 3 through 7. Things that are lost, uh, that are a uh, lost art even to these days. And some of these things, I don't know what they are. Or, uh, you think of fire cooking. When I think of fire cooking, I think maybe a campfire. I think of Pyro's Pizza, actually. And uh, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, we need to go to Pyro's and, uh, for fire cooking. And, and uh, well, a lost art or pen pals. That's something that has been lost. Uh, gardening, okay, I think of the Bergerons, I don't know if they're here, they're here tonight, I think of the Bergerons and garden. maybe some of you, you garden as well, uh, but it's a lost art, I remember growing up, we had a garden, grandpa had a garden, uh, neighbors had a garden, everybody seemed to have one, uh, this is a different one, you've probably never heard of this before, but burning blueberry fields, yeah, me either, okay, uh, handwritten letters, uh, not very many handwritten letters, uh, thinking on your own, that's a lost art, yeah, that's, uh, we'll stop right there. Tailoring, tailoring is a lost art. Um, uh, they got to go back to thinking on your own. Cause, uh, uh, but uh, knitting, uh, crocheting, a lost art. Things that have been lost. In, in Matthew 22, verse 36 and 39, uh, the Bible says, uh, let's turn there. Turn to Matthew chapter 22, please. Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22 and verse 36, the Bible says, Master, which of these is the greatest commandment, or the great commandment in the law? 
Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would calm my nerves, Lord. I pray that you would allow me the freedom to be able to speak, Lord, and to that, that your words would come across, Lord, not my words. And Lord, I'd be able to help people, dear God. I know this is something that I've learned through the years in ministry and working with young people. And Lord, I pray that you'd help me tonight. Lord, help me to be a blessing to each and every one here. Uh, everyone listen to the sound of my voice. Lord, I thank you for loving me. And uh, Lord, I pray that you give us a good night. In Jesus' name, amen. That verse there, this, this, this chapter, this, these few verses there where it says, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all your soul, all your heart, all your mind. The second is like unto it, that we are to love our neighbor as, our, as ourself. And I tell the teenagers so often that if we will learn to love people the way we love us, things would be so different. If we will learn to just love people, we think of neighbor, maybe our next door neighbor at our home, but our neighbor is also that person sitting next to you. The person sitting in this room that's across the way from you, that is your neighbor. It's a lost art to love people. John 15, 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. We have a lost art of loving people. We have a lost art of caring for others. We have a lost art of being kind to others. We have a lost art of loving those around us. If they don't fit into the mold that we expect, then we want nothing to do with them. I heard someone say recently, love them where they're at and lead them where they need to go. I could not help but think, yes, that's it. That is it. Then love them where they're at and lead them where they want them to go. Or lead them where they need to go. Lead them where God would have them to go. But we got to love them where they're at. I am so glad that I have a loving Savior that loved me where I was at. I'm, I'm so glad that he looked down and, and he saw John Matthews as a filthy, rotten sinner. And he said, I'm going to love him where he's at. I want salvation on his life. And he got, I got saved. And man, he's been able to lead me. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so glad that a loving Savior loved me when I was down in my sin. I'm so glad that a Heavenly Father loved me in spite of me and sent His only Son to die for me. I've said this time and time again, I don't deserve the love of God on my life. And God's been so good to me. Ooh. Lost artworks are original pieces of art that credible sources indicate once existed but that cannot be accounted for in museums or private collections or are known to have been destroyed deliberately or accidentally or neglected through ignorance. Could that be said of you? Could that be said of you that they once loved people? I would not want any of the young people to say that Brother John and Miss Stacy did not love them. I would not want any of the young people to say that Brother John and Miss Stacy did not give them a chance. One of the hardest things I ever had to do was ask a young person not to come back to the, to the youth department. One of the hardest things. Because you sit there and you hope and you pray that just one more message, just one more message, they come and they hear it and they hear the love of God and they hear the, the preacher preach and they, man, their life will be changed. None of us are perfect. 
None of us always do things right. None of us always love people the right way. That's why I think we can say that loving people is a lost art. 2 Timothy 3.1, the Bible says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, and it goes on and on. But we see in verse 2 where it says that men shall be lovers of their what? Own selves. Their own selves. They love them. We love us. We look in the mirror and we say, wow, yes, wow, that's exciting. But man, we don't love people the same way that we love us. So I ask you the question tonight, do you have a hard time loving people that don't fit your mold? Do you have a hard time loving people that don't love you back? Do you have a hard time loving people that don't agree with what you say? Do you have a hard time loving people in general? I'm so thankful Jesus Christ doesn't love the way that I do. I'm so thankful Jesus doesn't love the way that you do. I'm so thankful that he loves me for who I am. And I have said this before, I know me, yet he still loves me. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. I'm thankful he doesn't love the way I do. Do I make him sad? I'm sure. Do I disappoint him? I feel like I do every day. Why is it that we have lost the art of loving people? Why is it that we've lost the art of loving individuals the way we love us? What causes us to have this lost art? What has caused us to not love people? Number one we have is pride. Pride. Proverbs 6, verse 16. Turn your Bible there. Most of you know this. You know it by heart. Proverbs chapter 6. And look at verse 16. The Bible says in verse 16, yea, these six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination unto him. The first one is what? A proud look. A proud look. Many times we think that we're better than everyone else. When I finally came to the realization of what I deserve, I couldn't help but think, how can I treat people without love? I know what I deserve. And I know, I, I can remember the day Bryce, he's here tonight, but he was about this long. And I remember knocking on the doors, inviting people to church and witnessing to it. And I got to Romans 5, 8, and I said, but God commended his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And started explaining the fact that God loved us so much that he sent his only son for us. And I said, wait a minute. I can't imagine sending my son for me. I can't imagine my, sending my only son to die on the cross for me, but God loved me so much that he did. And many times because of our pride, we think that we're greater because of, uh, we think that we are created better than the next person, maybe with looks, maybe with family, maybe with money, clothes, religion, seniority, a position, to name a few. Wait a minute. I'm not better than anybody else in this room. When God created me, we can all thank him that he broke the mold. <laughs> and when he created you, I am thankful that most of you, he broke the mold. I do tell the young people all the time that God created you something special. I do tell them all the time that God created you and that God has a purpose for you. God has something great for you. 
I tell them that all the time. I had a young person in my office just uh, this year sometime, and they were sitting in there, and I got wind that they were, you know, just talking ways that uh, that God doesn't love them, and God made a mistake, and and I asked them the question, does, does, did God make a mistake with you, or does God make mistakes? And he said, no. I said, did God then make a mistake with you? He said, no. I said, does God want you to live then? Yes. Yes, he does. He does. What if you, what you're talking about, what if you threw your life away, what is that saying to God? What is that saying to God? Imagine this. I, I, this is the illustration I gave him, and I said, it's your birthday, and you're sitting there, and mom makes this awesome cake for you, and she brings it in and puts it right in front of you, and you just push it off the table. I don't want that. And mom's eyes, and his eyes got real big. The fact of, man, that would be bad. Oh, yeah, it would be bad. It would be bad if you did what you were talking about doing. Listen, God created you something special. But many times, I think in our life, we get this arrogance about us that we're better than other people. There's so many of us that think that uh, we're the next best thing to slice bread. Your pride is keeping you from loving people. Number two we have is selfishness. 1 Corinthians, turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We see in verse 4. And verse 5, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity, charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Selfishness, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3. You don't have to turn there. I'm there. Ephesians chapter, uh, uh, Philippians 2 verse 3 says, Let nothing be done through strife and vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Bottom line is we love us more than we love other people. We want what is best for us rather than what is best for others. How come when... Some, uh, how come you get so jealous or we get jealous when something, somebody gets something special? When your neighbor next door gets a new vehicle or gets something nice and we get upset. You know, you're, uh, uh, it, it's, it's all about us more than the benefit of others. We will do anything as long as we get our way. So we see the most often... We see that most often we don't love people because of pride. We see that most often we don't love people because of selfishness. And then number three, I think we don't love people is because of fear. Because of fear. First Timothy 1, 7, it's a, a verse, believe it or not, that uh, it's, it's, it's my life verse. And everybody has the reasons for life verses. And if you knew uh, anything about me and being nervous and and uh, when my mom was here, she even told one of the stories. I'm like, Mom, we don't talk about that anymore. And Second uh, 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 Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a uh, sound mind. We think of that word fear there. And, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear. And, and uh, I know, uh, shame on me, I feel like many times it's just pride that I get nervous. And, and, uh, and uh, I, you know, worried about what? they're going to think or what they're going to say and worried about them and I, I shouldn't worry about that and I guess tonight I don't have to because I only have two more days here and so I shouldn't have to worry about it anymore but you still worry about it uh, but I think fear we don't love people because we're afraid if we if we love people 
we are afraid we'll get hurt. Not just hurt, but many times it's hurt again. You say, wait a minute, I've already tried to love them and I got hurt this time. And I've tried to love them and I got hurt again. You think about all the people that Christ loved and they yelled out, crucify him. Crucify him. God, Jesus gave his life for them. He, he did miracle after miracle after miracle for them. Yet when they got up there, he, they said, crucify him. We see that in Matthew 27, 16 through 26. I won't read it. We have it in Mark 15, 7 through 15 also where they say, crucify him. Then we know that Jesus on the cross cried out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Man, but sometimes we're afraid to love others. I understand the fear you might have. I'm not saying that you have to hang out with that person, but you can love them. I'm not saying that you have to be their friends, but I'm saying that you must love them. You see, all throughout the Bible, Jesus loved the unlovable. I use this illustration all the time. I, I stole it from Brother Jeremiah. I mean, obviously it's in the Bible. He stole it from the Bible, so it's still it's all good. Okay. But the woman at the well. Remember one of the first... first Meetings that we had that uh, uh, Brother Jeremiah was here, he said that most Baptists would have pushed the lady in the well. And that's most cases. Most cases, that's the way we are. Here she would have come and we know in her life, we would have just threw her right on in there. We see the man of Gadara. No man could tame him, the Bible says. I think that was just junior church kids. I'm kidding because they're not naked and cutting themselves. But we would have left him. Like, no way, I'm not ministering to him. No way, look at this guy. Christ loved you in spite of your sin. Christ loved you in spite of the way that you act towards your family, towards your friends, towards your teachers. Christ loves you no matter what. Christ loves you at your worst. Christ loves me at my worst. And I am so thankful for that. So thankful. The difficulty we have loving people is that we try to do it on our own. We must ask the Lord to help us. We must ask the Lord to help us love people. I understand that all people are not lovable. I understand that. I've been an unlovable person at times. Some people just don't make it easy to love them. Some people have a tendency to just be a jerk. Their attitude is bad. The room around them stinks because of their spirit. Sometimes it's hard to love people because of our sin, or my sin, or your sin. I understand that. And if there, if there is a sin that needs to be dealt with, it needs to be dealt with and taken care of. But we can love them. So how do we learn to love people? I think the great question, I think that is a great question. We cannot love them without the love of God flowing through us. So how does that happen? How do we have the love of God flowing through us? Well, we see in Galatians 5.22, the Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? What is it? Love. It is love. We must have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we should have love. It should already be there. We should be able to love other people. Does the Holy Spirit live inside of you tonight? And if you're saved, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You should have that love. You should be able to love people. 
I will give you something that you've heard in the past. I tell the teenagers this all the time. How are we going to walk in the Spirit and continue to love people? How are we going to do that? I tell them all the time, number one, have a time of Bible reading every day. See, I can't do it. This morning in Sunday school, we talked about uh, the, the, the spirit and who we are going to feed. We're going to feed the flesh. And you've heard this the, an illustration of the Indian. You've heard that before. you got the, the, uh, the, the fruit of the spirit, with, uh, uh, the white dog and the black dog, and which one you're going to feed. You've heard that before. I, I tell the young people all the time, have a time of Bible reading. I'd love to think that if we went around the room, that each and every one of you could tell me exactly the book and chapter that you read this morning. Well, maybe not the exact text because I barely remember what I preached this morning. But at least be able to give where you're at in your Bible reading. I would hope that you would have some sort of a Bible reading schedule. I would hope that you have some sort of time that you spend alone reading the precious Word of God. A love letter from God written to us. I hope you have a time for that. Listen, I want to love people. I want to love people more. And like I said earlier, it's not always easy to love people. Number two, have a time of prayer every day. Have a scheduled time of prayer every day. I'm talking a time with you and Jesus Christ. Where it is just you and your Lord and Savior. It's just you and your Heavenly Father spending time alone talking. Do you have that time? I know it's busy. I know life is busy, but it should not be too busy that you do not spend time in the Word of God. It should not be too busy that you don't spend time having a prayer life. Some of you might say, I don't know what to pray for. I don't know what to pray for. Well, make a list. Make a prayer list and start writing down all the names that you can think of. Write down the names of everybody in the church that you can think of and pray for them. Make a list of all your family members and pray for them. Make a list of all your co-workers and pray for them. Make a list of all your friends and used-to-be friends and pray for them. Make a list of all the ones that hurt you uh, that hurt you, and pray for them. And that's easier said than done. Make a list of everything that you could be thankful for and thank God for it every day. Have a prayer life. I can't help but think of this illustration. It's kind of a funny illustration. But it goes with being thankful and the blessings that we have every every day. Uh, Some people think, I don't know what to be thankful for. I don't know what the blessings are in my life. We have so many things that we can be thankful for and that we are blessed with. We had the opportunity to go on a senior trip about a month ago, and we got on a plane going from uh, Houston to D.C., and we got on that plane, I, I got the seventh row. Like, man, that is one row behind first class. I mean, I'm almost first class. I was, I was feeling pretty special. Okay, I was in, but I sat down next to this girl, and this, uh, I'm sorry, next to this lady, this woman, uh, that was, uh, she was old, okay? She was like 125 years old, because 85 is not old, but 125 is. And, uh, and she had a mask on, and this other guy was in a nice suit, and I'm at the middle seat, and you always just love the middle seat. And uh, uh, So I sit down, and I look down and to find a, a place to plug in my phone, and I, I, there's one port on the left side and one port on the right side. And I look down the left side, and the lady said, I guess we're going to have to fight for that port, aren't we? I'm like, no, ma'am, you can have it. 
I'm not going to fight some 125-year-old and be embarrassed. <laughs> not on the plane, anyway. And uh, so, so I, uh, I tried to plug my, I couldn't even figure it out, anyway. Uh, so a few minutes later, she figures it out. She plugs hers in, which is fine. And, and the plane hadn't started, and somebody gets on the, the PA there and says, uh, uh, we're going to be uh, sitting here for a few more minutes and, um, because uh, we're, we're going to be delayed here for a few minutes. Uh, we're waiting on a 42 uh, young people. I believe they were coming from Chile. They'd already been delayed somewhere else. They didn't want to delay them again. And uh, the lady, you could just hear her underneath her breath, underneath her mask, and she's like, oh, man, that's bad. They should just put them up in a motel. They should just put them up. We shouldn't have to wait for them. Why do we have to wait for them? And she's just going on and on and on. And uh, I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a fun trip. And, uh, you know, what do you say? What, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what am I going to say to her? She reaches up past me and, ding, hits the little bell. The stewardess comes over there. Ma'am, can we get some air in here? Can we get some air in here? And the plane hadn't started up to get some air blowing in there. And, and uh, the lady said, uh, we're, we're getting it started here in just a second. And she turned her vent over that way. And then uh, uh, I reached up and turned my vent over her way, too, just to try to keep some peace there and and uh so i'm sitting there and uh i mean just a few seconds later she reaches up ding and she has her back now towards the window kind of looking towards the aisle stewardess comes again and she goes ma'am are we going to get some uh, air i don't even know if she said ma'am uh she probably didn't are we going to get some air in here i think i'm gonna die and just really loud and and i'm thinking okay i'm making the national news tonight <laughs> And uh, I'm thinking, oh, man, and, and I, I, we'd already talked, I think, a little bit. I told her that I was a youth pastor and all that. And, and uh, uh, so the uh, lady behind us, she stood up and said, hey, we can switch. We can, we can swap. And she's like, no, I'm sitting here. I'm fine. And obviously she wasn't. And uh, uh, so she said, this is so hot in here. And, and uh, so I said, ma'am, I said, I said we, you know, there are so many things that we could be grateful for. There's so many things we can be thankful for, and I know this is not a good time right now, and it's kind of warm in here, and there's so many things, and there's so many blessings that we have been given. And she goes, really? What blessings? I said, well, I have a whole list. You want the whole list? She goes, yeah, I want the whole list. I'm like, totally caught me off guard. I'm thinking, okay, I don't have a whole list. I mean, I do, but when you get caught off guard, the list is guys really short. <laughs> and... Uh, um, so I said, well, you know, first thing is salvation. And, man, it was kind of just the timing of this was salvation. The guy sitting next to me is like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, here we go. All right. And uh, uh, salvation. And Well, then she says, well, what is salvation? I said, you don't know what salvation is? Man, how God sent his only son to die on the cross for us? Man, and I don't want to know about your blessings. And she turned over this way, and she's gone. I'm like, okay. And so we got going and we got talking just a little bit. And um, sometimes I can be nosy. I try not to be. But she pulls out her laptop and she starts on this email and it says, it's hot in here. The plane, is, the air's not working. And I'm sitting next to this youth pastor. And he starts telling me about God and how much he loves me and sent his only son for me. And sends or tries to send it or something and close her laptop and she pulls out her phone you know i'm sitting in the middle middle seat and so i just kind of lean back like this i mean she's 125 years old she no peripheral vision at this point right <laughs> at least that's what i'm hoping 
I'm looking over and I'm thinking, okay, she's got her phone. Did you get my email? I'm sitting next to this youth pastor and he starts telling me about God. I'm like, man, this is kind of neat. <laughs> a lot of times you don't get to see the texts that are about you, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's, it's the blessings of God. When I got the, I got off the plane, we, we talked a little bit on the flight. And then uh, when she got off, I just told her, I said, just remember, God loves you. She probably doesn't even understand that. But uh, uh, just the blessings of God, the blessings that we have, the things that we can be thankful for during our prayer time. Number three. Have a walk with Christ. I encourage the young people all the time to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. All the time I'm trying to put that into them. All the time I'm trying to put them in that have a relationship. We need our church people. We need the young people. We need adults. We need kids that are going to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I feel like I tell the kids that all the time is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Have a time that you spend with Jesus Christ. The most important thing that you can have is a relationship with Him. The relationship with my wife is very important, yes. But most importantly, I need to have a relationship with Christ. I wonder tonight, how was your relationship with Jesus Christ? How is your relationship with Him? How was your relationship with the one that first loved you in spite of you? Oh, we can... We can't love people because of our pride. We can't love people because we're selfish. We can't love people many times because we're afraid. But we expect everybody else to love us. We expect everybody to give us mercy and grace, but we can't love everybody. If we only love the ones that treated us right all the time, we would not love everyone or very many people. I'm sorry. Let me say that again. If we only love the ones that treated us right all the time, we would not love very many people. Learn to love others. Learn to love people. If somebody has asked me, what is the one thing that you've learned in ministry? It's to love people in spite of them. I guess I just realized one day that I don't deserve God's love. I don't deserve the, the love of God on my life. I know what I deserve. And when I think of that, I look at other people and where they're at, and that one saying, love them where they're at and lead them where they need to go. Because all of us are on a different spot spiritually. I'm going to love you where you're at, love them where they're at, and try to lead them where God would have them to go. So learn to love people. Learn to love people. Every head bowed, every eye closed.